Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. I am once again sitting at my tea table recording this. I feel like last week I really had a revelation that I can sit down and drink tea and record this podcast. It's just changed my life a little bit. I don't know why it didn't occur to me before, but for me to ground into this very, very sacred and intimate space when I record, which is a place I always aim to get to, is so much easier and it's closer to me when I'm sitting down here at the tea table versus sitting at my desk in front of my computer or wherever I normally record. So uh, I'm here, I'm on my, I don't know, fifth bowl of tea, (laughs) something like that. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling so much. (laughs) I'm feeling so, so, so much in this moment. Um, Chances are that you are as well. So uh, how about we close our eyes for a moment and we drop into the body. Now as I'm sitting here at my tea table, I'm on the floor. I have a folded up blanket propped up beneath my sit bones. So I have a little bit of elevation there. I like to, whenever I sit, and I sit for a long time, just find a space where my hips are elevated enough so that my knees are not lifting off the floor. So my knees are able to drop and relax toward the earth. And so that the knees don't elevate any higher than the creases of the hips. So if you're sitting down on the floor right now or anytime you come to a meditation practice or where you know you're going to sit for a long time, give yourself a little more support than you think you need. So a tightly folded up blanket could feel really good. Maybe you have a little cushion to sit on or a block. A yoga block is great for this. I like to take a yoga block and then I put a blanket over it so it's a little bit softer to sit on. But finding a place where you can really comfortably sit and then from that place of knowing that your seat is really anchored to the ground and knowing that you can relax here this area of the legs you can soften them you don't have to have this feeling of discomfort as you sit here or like you have to hold yourself up somehow so using these props or these little things of support just so that we can ease into a place of relaxation a little bit easier and from there we have this solid root through our seat through our legs making a really solid connection to the earth here and even if you're sitting on a couch or sitting on a chair or sitting in the car you're sitting on something right so whether it's directly onto the earth onto the floor 
or if it's on furniture that's on the floor, however you're sitting now, you're rooting energetically down toward the core of the earth. And you can take a moment just to envision that energetic connection that you have to our earth mother. You can imagine roots growing down through your seat. Take a moment to get really present with every single part of your body right now that is connecting with earth. Every part that's touching the floor or touching the seat here. And get really present with that because there's certain parts that aren't connecting to earth right now and certain parts where you can really feel flesh to seat or to earth. So for me, it's, I can feel my sit bones Parts of my glutes, upper thighs here, grounding really comfortably. And then it's parts of the sides of my legs as I'm sitting cross-legged here. My actual knees aren't touching the ground. And then it's the outer shin, the outer knee and the outer shin, ankles, and parts of the tops of my feet grounding to the floor right now. And notice what is touching the floor for you, what parts of your body are connecting right now. If you're sitting on a chair, maybe it's the soles of the feet along with the seat here. And then bring your awareness to these parts of your physical body and envisioning now your body and the core of the earth as magnets as if your body is gravitating literally toward the core of the earth. But imagining that energy being almost magnetic, as if there's something from the earth pulling you down. And at the same time, there's a part of you connecting to earth, drawing energy up. So it's a give and take with this energy. You're being held up by the earth in this moment, and you're also grounding down. And then take a few deeper breaths. Envisioning actual roots now growing from all of these parts of your body that are touching the floor or the seat. And sensing these roots making their way down through the surface of the earth, down, 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 down. And in your mind's eye, envisioning what these roots look like. How many are they? Are they thick, big? Or are they small, thin? Are these roots like roots from an ancient, old, gigantic redwood tree or are they the kind of roots you see from a little seedling fresh and new or someplace in between perhaps envisioning the the size and the shape and the length and the color of these roots and sensing how deeply down toward the earth you're envisioning them going So finding a really solid anchor here. And from this anchored place, we start to rise a little bit taller from the crown of the head. I'm taking a moment now to visualize the sky above. It could be a little bit more challenging to visualize the sky because, of course, the sky feels more infinite, less tangible. So finding the space just to imagine and get a little playful with this visualization right now. But the sky above, finding that same magnetic connection between the crown of your head and the sky. So the same way you are rooting down and anchoring down and connecting to earth beneath you, start to make a similar connection with the sky above. So grow a little bit taller, 
feel how the center of the crown of the head is rising, rising, rising. And as you can't grow any physically taller, right, your spine is as long as it's going to get. Then from there, connecting to that magnetic energy, connecting from the center point of the crown of the head, up, 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 up to the sky above. And sensing now the quality of this energy. Instead of physical roots, imagining energetic ones. Beams of light from the crown of the head shining upward toward the sky and beams of light from the sky shining down toward the crown of the head, connecting with this magnetizing energy, allowing you to rise up, 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 up. And then breathing deeply here as we connect to the earth below and the sky above. And bringing our awareness to a place deep inside of our bodies. As we dwell in this beautiful, very precious, special place. Right in between. We have our feet planted firmly in this life. On this tangible earth we walk upon every day. And we have this divine connection to something far wider and more expansive. Something bigger than just us. But also, it is us. Honoring the human that you are. And also holding space for your own divinity. And it is in this place, anchored in the material and the spiritual, that we create our lives. Every single day you wake up in the morning and you get out there and you're creating something. Whether you are mindful and conscious of it or not. Every day you are building a life. So take a few breaths here, just sensing what this connection feels like to you. If it feels abstract or strange or far away, or if you do feel rooted, grounded here, connected, elevated. And if you have this ability already in your life to make a connection with the earth when you need a sense of grounding, and to take care of the earth when she needs support. And if already you have that channel open to look up at the sky and ask for divine help when you need it. And to also know that you are the creator of your own universe. We are a drop in the ocean and we are the ocean in a drop. Take a few breaths here, just feeling, listening, breathing. You can let your next breath in grow deeper yet. Open the mouth and let go. If you want to blink your eyes open, go ahead. If you want to stay with the eyes closed, feel free. Feel free. That's a beautiful saying. Didn't occur to me before. Feel free. <laughs> mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. 
Osea's Skin and Body Care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years, and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy, and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned, and you'll be left feeling silky, soft, and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Hi. Hmm. How are you? Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. We can officially say that now, right? I know in the in the states at least, you know, Thanksgiving was just now or is just now. And uh we're supposed to wait until after Thanksgiving to go all in with our Christmas and big Christmas energy, right? But in a lot of parts of the world, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving and we can start celebrating Christmas whenever the hell we want. <laughs> So I am, um, I'm sitting here actually, you know, feeling like there is a really important something happening and unfolding in my life right now that I have a really hard time putting into words. This connection to earth and this connection to the divine, right, is something that I'm tangibly feeling and experience as I move through my day these days. And I don't know if you have this experience a lot or if it's just me and I'm alone over here in this space, but I, I have this feeling these days that like, I just, I want to lie down flat on the ground and give the earth a hug, <laughs> an earth hug. Okay, I, ha I have this craving to do that. And I did it the other day on the beach. That felt like a very appropriate place to lie belly down. But even as I'm just walking down the street and there's asphalt and pavement and cement and, you know, I just, I have this, this continuous urge of I just want to lie down and give the earth a hug. <laughs> This is the kind of stuff that comes out of me at the tea table, I guess. But I am, I have never in my life have I experienced such a craving and longing to want to take care of this planet. And I'm feeling that connection in a, in a way that's different than how I've experienced it before. And I know a lot of us, we are concerned and worried about the state of the environment and the state of this planet and the many, many, many terrible things that are happening and unfolding every day. We are. And I think a lot of us, we've been through the cycles of, okay, well, what can I do? Right. You know, and we go into our heads around how can I make a change? How can I do better? How can I convince other people to do better? We might have gone down the activist's path. We might have gone down the change other people's behavior path. And we might have just been lingering and change our own behavior, that space, right? So we go down this road, I think, from a fairly mind-based place. I mean, all of this, this, this feeling of, of panic, this feeling of fear, this feeling of pain that we all experience knowing that. That, that knowing that this earth is, is kind of being destroyed as we speak. And I say that, I say kind of, because 
At the end of the day, we all know this planet will regenerate. She's going to be okay. It's less about is the planet going to be okay and more about are the species on this planet in this lifetime, right? Are, are human beings going to be okay? Are, are, and what level of suffering are we going to accept um, on this planet in the meanwhile, right? Um, because give her a couple of million years on this planet, she's going to be okay. So we, we, we all know that. But I think we've been down this road of, of feeling pain and feeling concern and, and wanting to do something, right? So, so we go into this logical place of, okay, well, what can I do? What can I change? How can I, how can I fix something? How can I change something in my own life? So we recycle, right? We do our best. We do our best. It's funny. Um, I'm here in Aruba. It's our last weeks here. Um, there's no recycling. Leia's school has recycling, which is the most beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful for that. So you can bring, but only specific things. Um, you can pay to bring plastic and then they have a, uh, a space where there's a machine that repurposes the plastic and takes care of the plastic, which is, which is great. But overall in this nation, on this island, there is no recycling. Everything gets taken to this giant dump that is set on fire a couple times a year. It's, it's, it's so awful. I can't think about it too much, right? <laughs> I think we all have certain parts of environmental destruction close to our home that we can't think about too much or which just drives us, makes us too, feel too hopeless. And in Sweden, where we are moving, Sweden is like recycle champions. Um, first time Dennis came to Sweden and he opened the trash just like pulled out the trash or opened the, the, the cupboard to, to, and yeah, in also in Sweden, we don't generally have a separate trash bin. Like it's very American. I think at least that's, I see that mostly in the States where there's like a huge separate bin somewhere in the kitchen in Sweden, you open like a door <laughs> and the trash is hidden. And in there you pull out this thing and there's for a lot of people, okay, not every single person, but most people, there's like 12 different compartments there for trash, right? Maybe um, I can show some of you guys on Instagram when I get there, because I know for non-Swedes or non-people from countries who don't recycle very well, it's like a mind-blowing experience. So there's all these different compartments, and there's one where you put cans, right? There's one for particular parts of plastic. There's one for cardboard. There's one for compost. Um, there's one for, you know, like miscellaneous, like the stuff that doesn't belong in any of those 12 little bins. And you just put your stuff where it belongs, right? And then you take that stuff where it belongs and hopefully it gets recycled and it gets composted. And even the, the compost, Sweden does this thing where you, uh, you leave all of your compost in a paper specific paper bag and they make biofuel out of that. Cause I know there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things or products being made right now that say, well, they're, they're compostable. So they're better, but if they're not being composted, where is it ending up? It's still going in the same pile of trash. Right. And Sweden actually, I think, I think does a great job um, making biofuel out of all of the leftover food, which is pretty, pretty damn amazing. But I really feel I'm standing with one foot here in Aruba where there is no recycling, which just I can't think about. And then in Sweden where there's so much. But of course, Aruba does certain things really well that Sweden doesn't do really well. And the other way around, every country has its, its pros and cons in these areas. But as we go down this path of, okay, I got to recycle better. I have to repurpose stuff, consume less, stop using plastic, drive my car less. Like, you know, we all have these things that we, that we try to do, right? Change our behaviors in small and big ways so that we can minimize our own impact. And I think for a lot of us, these, these things that we do and these changes that we make, they come from a very mind-based place. It's very logical. It's, I want to make, I want to make this world better, right? I don't, I don't want to cause so much harm. So how can I fix that? And oftentimes it comes from a place of guilt, right? It comes from a place of, of shame, of, of, okay, I, it comes from a place of, of almost despair. Like we can't go on like this. I have to do something. I have to do better. And of course we know that the actions that we take in our day-to-day -day life matters. They matter, all the little things that we do, but no one single person can completely 
reverse the destruction that's happening on this planet. And whenever we go down this path of wanting to make the world better, wanting to minimize our impact or our, the destruction of our impact, we, we approach it from that logical place because it's what makes sense, right? So we get very diligent about, about the things that we do, right? And there's also, I think, especially in Sweden, there's a, there's a big energy of, well, you're not doing a good enough job, right? Like you should be eating in this way because the other way is not good for the climate. There's even a term, I forget exactly what it is, but there's a lot of, what do they call it? They're, they call it something shaming. I don't know if it's like climate shaming or where, where, there, where there's just a lot of shame involved or people can get totally shamed and almost canceled for doing something that isn't good for the earth or for flying or for, for things like that. It goes into this very, very human, like, well, I'm doing better than you and you should be doing better and, and so and so. And all of these things, you know, all the conversations we're having about supporting the environment are good. We could all be doing more, of course, most of us at least. But for me over the past couple of weeks, I've had this very different experience in terms of in terms of wanting to tend to the earth. And I realized in my own life that I have had this big, big, big disconnect. That I've had this, this big disconnect from my heart space and also from this, this ability to sense my own roots, to actually remember my own, not just logical connection to this planet because of course we know if this earth is not okay I have no place to live right that's logical but this tangible connection that I have to this earth and that I am not separate from her that actually nature is not a place just to go to remedy how I feel when I don't feel good but that actually I am nature and that somewhere along the way I disconnected from her or I was forced to disconnect. Trauma, painful things, hard, 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 challenging things came my way that made me lose a sense of trust in this world. And then to assimilate and fit into the society the way it looks now, we, we all have to sever that connection a little bit to enter this different kind of rhythm of life that is less in alignment with the natural world. And this is just what society is, right? It's not one single person's fault. But I think at some point things happen and came our way where we, we lost touch, right? Maybe we were even born in a, in, into a space where, where we were already disconnected immediately. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What's been really beautiful in my own experience over the past, really over the past two years, but especially over the past few weeks, I've been with this tangible feeling that I have that I want to hug the earth, is that I'm feeling a connection to earth now that isn't coming from this logical place of my mind, right? It's this feeling that's making me want to lie down and give the earth a hug, this feeling that's wanting, making me want to go hug every single tree that I come across, this feeling that's, this feeling that is making me spend most of my waking time planning how I'm going to grow as much food as I possibly can grow when we get to Sweden, this feeling of, I just want to find a spring so I can source my water from an actual spring instead of just getting it from the tap, I want to build my own fires. I just, I, I, I have this very primal urge right now to 
take care of the earth in a different way. And I'm not saying that recycling isn't is super important and all of those things. We should all continue doing that. But this, this place of connection that I have found within myself that has been overwhelmingly beautiful that I didn't even realize I was missing, right? I didn't know how much I was missing it. And I always had a, a link to nature. I always loved spending time in nature, but I wasn't living as nature, right? Does that, does that make sense? You know, I was spending a lot of time in front of my screens, right? <laughs> We've all seen that meme, like we start our day with our little screen and then we go to work and we sit by our medium screen and then we go home and we lie on the couch in front of our big screen. It's like <laughs> most of us live some version of that life. Most of us can't get away from some version of that life because it's how we communicate and how we work, right? But I got to a place where I realized that I was so cut off in my day-to-day -day life from nature that I had to anchor so deeply into my self-care rituals, into my, the things I needed to do for my well-being, just to feel connected again. And I didn't realize that the, the need I was trying to meet, that, that hole inside of myself I was trying to fill, the void I was trying to connect and fill, actually came from a disconnect with nature, with nature as in nature, Mother Earth, and also nature as in my own nature. And an understanding that these things are not separate. They are one and the same. That I am not separate from nature. I am nature. And it's actually that disconnect, that discord, that led me to feeling so much anxiety in the first place. And then I was doing things like really intense meditation practices where I really align with the present moment and getting up at 4 a.m. every day so that I could just be outside and watch the world come to life. I started a garden. Just I had a lot of things that I was inviting and I didn't realize that what I was trying to do was find my way back home. <laughs> what I was trying to do was just find my way back home. And now having realized that that that's it, right? That's my depression. That's my anxiety. That's my burnout. All of these things, they, they actually are, I can trace them all back to this disconnect from nature. So when I look at my life that way, then I can shift my lens from looking at nature as something I use to remedy how bad I feel when I feel bad. And we all do that, right? Oh, I'm having a hard day. I'm going to go take a walk. We want to go to a beach on vacation, right? We, we want to go hiking in the, in the weekend. We want to find ways to go outside and go for a swim and be out in nature. But we do that to remedy our regular day-to-day -day life that isn't serving us, that isn't making us feel good, that is leaving us feeling really purposeless and disconnected. So we use nature as this remedy to come back to, to, to feel better again. But what if instead of living like that and using nature in that way, we completely change the lens of how we look at life and we change how we live. And instead of having to go to nature to remedy how we feel, we make nature our lives. We return. We come back. We come back home. And for me, making this decision, I mean, this was, has been two years of, two big years, really, that started for me with having space and having time and the pandemic and then started with me planting my very first seed in my very first vegetable garden and led to me finding tea which completely changed my life and led to me wanting to move just so I can live a life that is more in alignment with the natural rhythm of life like I really I really feel now that the everything that transpired and that happened over the past few years was nature bringing me back home <laughs> I, I really believe it. I really, really feel it. And it happened in a hard way and it happened, whew, it's been a challenging, challenging time, right? But I can, I can really feel in my heart now that this was all this very intelligent unfolding of events put into play by nature and I, which is one, you know? So as I get closer and closer to getting to live a different life, getting to, to change how my day actually is, 
moving away from the structure and the disconnect I'd been living with over the past few years. And I get closer to home in more ways than one. This feeling inside of my whole being of, of love and reverence for this earth, it's, it's, it's grown to this almost, <laughs> almost like unmanageable thing. And I think, not unmanageable, but it's, it's making me, <laughs> it's making it hard for me to continue existing in the spaces I have to exist, right? It's making it hard for me to, to be indoors. It's making it hard for me to sleep with air conditioning, for instance. Like I, I, I can't stand it. It's making it hard for me to take meetings in front of my computer because I don't want to sit there, right? But I still have to do these things, right? I still have to engage with these things because this is society, this is life, this is work, this is it. But I feel this transition somehow is, is, is not only creating a brand new way for me to look at life, but it's creating a brand new life. And it's occurred to me that if we could all go down that path instead of staying in the mind-based logical path of all the things I need to do and should be doing to help save this world, right? I should be recycling more. I should be doing this more. I should be, I should be. If we got to first reconnect with nature, if we got to first remember, really remember why we're here, remember how we got here, remember what we are here for, if we go down the path of remembering and reconnecting with our essence and reconnecting with nature, then I think we don't have to feel the shame and the guilt and we don't have to go down that that mind-based place of all the things we should be doing. We're just going to live them, right? And it's going to happen from a place of from a lighter place, from a place of ease, right? From a place of, from a place of actual love. And I think this is a really important thing to remember in life. I was talking about this a lot over the past few weeks. We are doing this beautiful production for something that I'm creating that relates to everything I've shared (laughs) on this podcast so far. But I was talking about this yesterday for one of our, one of our videos and And just how important it is that we don't live in the place of of hopelessness, that we don't reside in that place of, of just holding in our hearts how hard everything is and how terrible everything is. And I think for a lot of us, that's what we're doing when it comes to taking care of this planet. We are watching the news and thing after thing that's really terrible that's happening. We are watching documentaries to learn about the destruction of species and the ocean and the forest. And we're taking in so much information about all the really bad things that are happening and not just around the actual environment, but also, also people, you know, there's so much pain in this world perpetrated toward people, so much injustice. We're standing there kind of with both feet in that place of despair feeling like we need to take action. We need to change something. We need to do something. This is not okay. And it's important that we are aware of the things that are happening, right? Super important. We can't put our head in the sand and pretend, right? That is doing that is, is beyond problematic. We can't live that way. We can't hide behind our own privilege and go, well, climate crisis isn't affecting me yet. So I'm fine. You know, we can't, we can't be there, We have to know, we have to be aware, we have to have presence in what is painful, what is happening in the world, but we can't live in that place, right? We can't spend the majority of our energy and time just engaging with that side of things, right? We have to also step out and remember and engage with and commune with everything that is beautiful, right? When it comes to the environment, we need to live in alignment with nature so that we actually get reminded of how abundantly, magically beautiful this planet actually is, right? We can watch a documentary about, about the, about how the oceans are so polluted. We're not going to have any fish left in 20 years. Okay. We can watch that documentary and feel the agony and pain and holy shit of that. And 
or and or <laughs> we can get out and be with the ocean, right? And really spend time by and in and with the ocean and swim and play. And it's going to be wintertime and skate and be in the presence and with the awe of the beauty that is the ocean, right? Of living a life, if we live close to the ocean, of living a life where we actually align with and appreciate and spend time with the ocean, right? We can watch that documentary or take in the news about the destruction of the forests, right? I've been doing a lot of that kind of reading as I get back to Sweden, or I can spend time in the forest, right? Every time I spend time in an ancient forest, I am reminded of how I belong here. I'm reminded of the beauty of this earth. And if I just linger over here and I'm just taking in all of these bad news and I'm feeling hopeless and feeling despair, I'm going to act from a place of hopelessness and I'm going to take action and action is important. Action is really good, but we have to keep our feet planted in the light. And we do that by living a life in alignment with nature. That's it. We do that by being outside. (laughs) We do that by engaging with rituals and practices and by just being present outside. Like that's, we have to live from that place where we grow our own food and we chop our own firewood and we take care of the land in different ways, right? We live from there and we're aware of the bad things that happen, but we can act from a place of love so that when we take action, it comes from that place of, well, I love it here. I love it here. I love it here. So I have to take care of this. It's going to come from a much more natural organic place. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When we return to our roots, and I say that metaphorically and also very, very literally, when we return to our roots, we're not going to have to fight to recycle. We're not going to have to you know, do our best to remember to do stuff. It's going to become much more natural to actually live a life that doesn't destroy because the thing that we're destroying are the things that we love. And this feeling that I've had over the past weeks of like, I just need to hug this planet. Like it feels silly and very childlike and also very, very, very powerful and beautiful. And I would like to live a life that is fully in alignment with that energy with, I love it here. I love it here. This is my home and I want to take care of my home the same way I am building a home in Sweden now and I'm taking my time, picking out every single little piece of furniture that we're buying and I'm envisioning this really sacred space. And of course we take our shoes off in our house and we light candles every evening and I take, you know, we all take good care of our homes, right? Hopefully. And we need that to translate into the larger sense of, well, we need to take care of our actual home. And we do that individually and we do it together, but we do it so much easier if we remember that we belong here. If we remember that we are not separate because acting from that place of me and mine and I am separate over here is going to be a really long journey and a really hard one and a really heavy one. So it's almost like we want to, or we should try our very best to reside in that light place of feeling, feeling the joy and feeling the pleasure and feeling the, the beauty that is the natural world, like living from there, how powerful it is to be there. And then we keep just like a hand present in, in the pain, in the destruction, in the despair. So we know what's going on so that we can act. And I think for a lot of us, for a lot of us, especially, especially our generation, I say that knowing a bunch of uh, everyone in different ages listening to this podcast, but all of us were feeling some level of fear, right? Of what is happening with this world? Where are we heading? Where are we going? And 
I don't know about you, but when I create and I build out of fear, I tend to, I tend to build really high walls. And I mean, proverbial walls. I tend to build really high walls and I get really closed in around my own needs and what do I need to feel safe because I feel really fearful. But when I feel really safe and I feel abundant and I feel my feet planted on the earth, I create from a place of love. And when I create from a place of love, those walls don't need to be there, right? Automatically, I think less about me and mine because I feel safe, so I don't have to do that anymore. And I think about we and us and all of us together and how can we make this world a better place for us all. Knowing full well, not every single person in this world can move out to the countryside and live in the forest like I'm going to do, right? We live in cities, we live in apartment buildings, we walk down paved roads every day, like we live in this system of this society and this structure and we need to continue doing that because that's what the world is. So how can I remember where I came from? How can I find ways to align my life with nature so that I live as nature, not just taking advantage of and using nature for my own gain, but I live in alignment, in the give and take, in symbiosis, completely in balance with the rest of this natural world. (laughs) Everything I have spoken about on this podcast relates to this really precious thing that I am creating right now. And, um, We've spent a few weeks producing and filming and working really hard, but this creation of mine has been over two years in the making now, and it's one of the first things I have created from a place of genuine, actual trust and love. Every single word I've spoken so far on camera, everything I've created for this this really special thing that I'm releasing very soon. It came from residing in that light. It came from me finding my own sense of belonging again, right? And not from the fear of, well, how can I keep my life together, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or even how can I share tools that will help other people feel like they can hold themselves together because this is what I do to hold myself together. Like, I feel so ready to, to shift my world and shift my teaching and shift what I offer. And I can't wait to share my own creation with you. It's going to be very, very soon. We're one, are we one week away, two weeks away? So I'm going to be talking about it on the podcast again, for sure. I think we're two weeks away from, from launch. So stay tuned. Um, you can go to school.yogagirl.com if you want to sign up to be the first to find out when we send our little our little announcement email that's going to go out that I'm really nervous and excited about. But from this place, yeah, this place of creation and creating from a place of love, me planting my feet back on the earth, that allowed me to create what I feel is the most beautiful thing I've ever created. And I would like to ask you, what are you creating now? Because you are creating something. And from what place are you creating? As you get out there and you make a life today, because you are, you're creating a life today. Are you creating from that place of hopelessness and fear? Or are you creating from that place of trust and love? And if you are in that place of fear and worry, it's so important that we don't bring any kind of judgment into that space. Like somehow we should be feeling differently or doing differently. What we do is we acknowledge where we are and the fact that we're here for a reason. It makes sense that we ended up feeling that way and living a life that looks the way it looks. But we acknowledge the longing we feel in our hearts of wanting to create something different. Because it starts right there, right? Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you go, well, shit. I feel so disconnected. I don't feel like I belong. I don't feel purposeful. I feel lost. You know, I don't feel connected to nature and my nature. I feel like I don't know what to do next, you know, or I feel numb. I don't know. I don't feel at all. Like if you're in that place, 
the first thing we do is we acknowledge the longing for something else. And that longing right now could just be like a little seed planted in your heart and it's sprouting into something and you let it take its time. But we have to nourish that seed. We have to nourish that longing. Don't let that longing be something you close the door on because you don't have time or because that's never going to happen, you know, but actually trust in that longing. Trust that life is bringing you to a place right now where you are thinking of a different life, where you are thinking and missing and wishing for something different. You're doing that for a reason. And maybe you don't have all the pieces of the puzzle put together yet. You don't know how every step is going to look like or if you can even get to that place. But honor the longing. That is the first step. Holding that space in your heart like, okay, I want to live differently. And you don't have to know exactly how to get there. You don't have to be able to answer every question you have. But just placing your hand to your heart, honoring and holding that longing in your heart space. Because that's a big thing all and all on its own. And every change we make in life, every face of growth, every single moment, every beautiful thing that we create, it begins from that seed. It begins from that longing. It begins from having that awareness of realizing, well, I don't want to live the way I've been living anymore. That's a big, 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 big thing right there. So if you're wishing for something different, if you're longing for something different, you are already on your way. You are already on this journey. And that beautiful thing you're looking to create, that beautiful life that you want, it's closer than you think. So with that, I want to wish you a beautiful weekend. Thank you so much for joining me at the tea table today. I love you. I'm holding you in my heart. Take care of yourself. And I'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Make sure you support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you love this episode, make sure you listen, rate, and review all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your podcasts. I'll see you next week.